Hi, I'm Gar Sanders. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm Lee Holdsworth. I'm James Courtney. We're the Forex Angels, and you're listening to the VA Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. The mountain awaits as the teams assemble for the biggest event in the V8 supercar season. But first, you don't go there thinking, oh, we could win, oh, we could do this, or we could do that. We're going there to get the most out of ourselves. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, we're going there to win Glenn's first and my second. Tell you how good it'll look, that 22 car coming across the line in first place. Hopefully come 5 o'clock uh, on Sunday afternoon we've got something to celebrate about, but, you know, what shape or form we don't know yet. All the Bathurst news is coming up today as the red lights go out on this Bathurst edition of the V8 Insiders. Take in the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. It is the 50th running of Australia's great race, the first Armstrong 500 held in 1963 at Phillip Island. It then moved to Bathurst and over 500 miles until 1973 when it was metricated to 1,000 kilometres. With two races in 1997 and 98 for Super Tourism V8 supercars, it means that the 2010 edition is the race's 50th running. Bathurst Week opened with Jim Beam Racing changing owners, Charlie Swarkholt gaining board permission to sell his 50% share of the team to the mining magnate Nathan Tinkler. The paperwork finalised this week in time for Tinkler to see the championship leading team head to the mountain with their best chance of winning the great race in years. Rick and Todd Kelly have hit town in style, leaving Melbourne on Sunday in a 1989 Cadillac stretch limousine. The brothers have personalised plates, KR Limo, for the ride. Todd and Rick talked about the now annual road trip to the mountain. You know, we, we narrowed it down to the idea of a limo and, um, and we chased it, uh, this one down. A guy came forward with it from Sydney, so... Uh, we got it, got it, and uh, we're pretty excited about it because it is left field. It's much different to what we've had in the past, but the, the tough thing is going to be working out what we do next year. Shane Van Gisbergen and John McIntyre have unveiled a new-look SB Tools Falcon. The updated logos on the doors will turn a few heads, but both New Zealand-born drivers will be hoping to improve on their 27th placing at the Phillip Island 500. James Moffat has spoken about his first trip to Bathurst in the main game. The Moff will be in the FPR Dunlop Falcon with Stephen Richards and is looking forward to build on the experience from last month's debut. So I guess there's probably some pretty nice synergies there with um, obviously the history that Dad had with the factory Ford team and with it being 40 years since uh, he won his first race. So, um, you know, obviously it would be nice if, if we could do the same, but it's not something that we're really thinking about at the moment. James Moffat's famous father, Alan, talked about going to the mountain in his early days with the Ford backing. And, uh, that's exactly what happened to me when Ford took me there in 69. Uh, uh, we only came fourth. Next year uh, started to get the checkered flags and... Uh, 
it was an enormous boost to my career. And of course, who could forget this moment if you're a Ford fan? Columbon Marsley in front of us, and Moffat from the outside will sweep around and take the chequered flag first for victory in the 1977 Hardy Ferrodo 1000. Moffat talked about 1977. Well, it was not only Ford's finest moment, it was uh, Moffat Racing's finest moment. Uh, to take one car to Bathurst and, and win is an achievement, to do that with two cars, but couldn't have done it without Colin Bond, I couldn't have done it without Jackie X, and I couldn't have done it without, without Alan Hamilton. Uh, it was just one of those days that everything went absolutely perfectly, and it was a dream finish. Jason Bagwano is looking to give Glenn Seaton his first ever Bathurst win. Yeah, I feel very confident. I feel excited. I feel that we're in a position that, you know, last year people probably didn't write us down as being one of the favourites, and we're up there at the end fighting for it. We've got the experience, the knowledge, the people, the car speed's good, so, you know, hopefully we can just fly under the radar a little bit and deliver the result. Seaton is making his 26th start at the great race, and many will be watching how Seaton performs after a lacklustre 500. He has shown over the past few years, though, that few co-drivers have his Bathurst knowledge and speed. David Brabham is heading to Bathurst with plenty of confidence. The Irwin Tools driver has just wrapped up the American Le Mans series and is now shooting for a podium on the mountain. Brad Jones Racing and Wilson Racing could be confirming their 2010 driver lineups very soon. Both teams expected to make an announcement with no changes on the cards. It had been speculated that David Reynolds might be heading to Albury. But at this stage, it looks like Richards, Brighton, Reinler will be returning for Brad Jones. Jason Richards is going all out to better his three second place finishes in the great race. The New Zealander saying that he will increase the risk levels to go one step higher. Meanwhile, Tim Slade is looking to repeat his giant killing run with Jack Perkins. Teams hit Bathurst on Tuesday, with FPR holding a barbecue for the fans Wednesday morning. Frosty spoke about jumping back onto the mountain after last year's fiery end. Uh, you know, I've led, I've been on fire, I've, uh, you know, I've had it all thrown at you, but every year you leave, you, you can't down the days to get back here and turn it around. So, um, incredible place and uh, owes me nothing, but we're hopefully trying to turn it around and get my first podium here, it'd be a pretty special moment. Meanwhile, Triple Eight was out in force with a thousand cutouts set up of their four drivers on the hill across from the pit complex to stare down the opposition, almost Harker style. The grandstand full of lounge and ice, but um, that's what Bathurst is all about, isn't it? I'm sure a few of them would get burnt at the end of the weekend as well. We had a really tough Phillip Island, um, unfortunately we didn't get the result we're after, but uh, it's good to see all the fans that come out this weekend to cheer us on. Triple Eight will be giving away 5,000 cutouts across the weekend. Paul Morris is chasing a unique triple crown. Hungry Jacks have got together with the dude who's running in three classes this weekend to really try and put an injection into the Make-A-Wish Foundation. We're going to donate all the prize money to Make-A-Wish Foundation and if we take out all three, Hungry Jacks are going to triple it. So extra incentive there. And that's the news on the V8 Insiders. After the break, we look at all the news from Thursday's practice on the mountain. I hope you'll stay with us. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. 
Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Jason Richards. You're listening to V8 Insiders. <laughs> Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. As you can tell, plenty of merriment here in the uh, commentary booth, the V8 Insiders commentary booth at Bathurst. And joining us from V8X Magazine and from Big Pond Sports, it's Neville Wilkinson and Brian Gunther. It's great to be at Bathurst, isn't it, guys? It sure is. Sure is, yeah. I'm having a great time. <laughs> we are in a phone booth, people, if you can imagine, doing this show. And I guess the no biggest... No spared. <laughs> no, that's right. And uh, look, it's, it's interesting because the big story breaking on Big Pond immediately today is the speculation that Davison is going to FPR. And uh, it's, it's a very interesting story, which uh, people are certainly talking about at the moment, Brian. Yeah, that's right. The speculation is that Will is leaving HRT and going to FPR. Um, I'm not sure if I can say the sponsor. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, a, it's interesting he's driving a telecom car, a replica of a telecom car from 20 years ago. I know, that's, that's pretty ironic. And we ask Aussies love irony. Um, the story going around that is, as Briar said, is, looks like he's headed to FPR from uh, HRT. He can't say anything about it because no one's allowed to talk about it publicly. Well, for Holden to Ford, all this kind of stuff. I mean, we all know there's a history of drivers not being able to announce anything in, until January the first, and this is going to be along those lines. We, we believe um, the speculation is there's a new sponsor come following him into FPR, and that's Telstra or Trading Post, which is owned by Telstra. So who knows? It is interesting though that. Uh, we have seen this particular decision, which uh, it seems like it is still going to not be announced till between Gold Coast and, and Homebush is the time frame that I'm hearing that the official announcement will be made on what's going to be happening. But uh, it, it's just an interesting speculation coming into the biggest race of the year, bro. Oh, absolutely. And this isn't just the only upset we've got in terms of announcements and, and things like that, what with the Dick Johnson racing um, issue coming to light at the moment. So it is all really interesting on the eve of the great race, as you said. Um, it, it could unsettle some people. Who knows? And Dick Johnson harmony is a real talking point because there was a feeling that James was in the Charlie Swarkholt side and Stephen was in the Dick Johnson side and there was talk, there was some unrest there and a very interesting press conference after practice where uh, there seemed to be a lot of niggle there coming from the Courtney side. Well, I, yeah, I wasn't at that press conference because uh, there are other people who can cover that better than I do. But, um, well, people are saying with Dick bringing on the new, uh, new partner and buying Charlie out, which broke later earlier on in the week... Um, that how does that change the dynamic on the team? And the questions are, you know, uh, is James Courtney going to be totally comfortable with this? Um, Adrian Burgess, you know. Charlie obviously had a lot of friends and, and made a difference in the team, a positive difference. Um, and the team's leading the championship this year. It's pretty obvious that things are working in that team. 
So um, this new, the new owner, so to speak, um, if that's all happens and stuff like that, and I'm, I'm understanding that the new owner or the possible new owner is is here at Bathurst, well, it's going to change team dynamic. Is it going to be the lovely, happy thing that it was, or has things changed? And I mean, there's a lot of speculation. You know, what's Charlie going to do? Is he going to stay in V8 Supercars? Is he going to go back to the forklift business? Who knows? Mm. And it's interesting, Brian, how you notice things, particularly when they're highlighted through this situation with Charlie moving out of Dick Johnson Racing, because uh, I don't know if I've been walking around with my eyes closed, but Lucas Dumbrell has got Waverley, uh, Waverley Forklift sponsors logos on his car. And I must say, I haven't looked at any of the old photos to see if that sponsorship has been on there previously. Yeah, I actually couldn't tell you if that sponsorship is new just for this race, but um, there are a number of new minor sponsors on board for a number of cars here just because it's Bathurst and it's such a big race. Everyone wants to be a part a part of it. So that I can't comment on, but, um, yeah, it is very interesting. There is a lot of speculation that Charlie will be going to another team or maybe even buying his own team and, and starting a, a new, completely different one. So it will be interesting, but I can understand where James is at the moment because... Charlie was incredibly instrumental in bringing James onto or into that team, and for him to leave, I could understand that James has loyalties to Charlie. So it will be interesting to see how it pans out, but I just hope it doesn't harm James's championship this year. And of course, Adrian Burgess also had had a long history with James as well, and Adrian did get to the team before Charlie. So Adrian has been working in a, a pre and now a post Charlie Swerkold era at DJR. You'd have to think though that now they've got their processes right and they've had the funding and it looks like with the uh, move to Nathan Tinkler that is the funding's still going to be there. If he's Not right up. Yeah, so you have to think that things are still looking pretty rosy and, and interestingly today the three people on the podium were all in triple eight cars and that was something that James was quite happy to point out too, Nev. Well, this is the thing. Jim Beam Racing is a top-notch outfit. It's one of the Ford factory teams. So they're no slouches. And obviously James is leading the champion stuff, championship and stuff like that. And if you were going to sell a team or a shares in a team, this is the best time to sell it. You've got the driver leading the championship, possibly going to win the championship. Why? You know, if, Charlie, if, if you were prepared or you wanted to sell, then now's the time you would have done the selling. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, what we're seeing with the car of the future, down up and down pit lane, a lot of people talking off the record that uh, this car of the future thing is not as rosy as it's being uh, publicised by V8 Supercars. And it's very interesting to hear the discord, Brian. Yeah, that's right. Well, look, it's been going around for a while, and funnily enough, it was actually Dick Johnson that did go on the record in V8X, I think, last edition or the edition before. And um, he actually did say, look, it is going to send some teams broke. It's just going to cost too much at the outset. We're still getting over the global financial crisis. Uh, We just need a bit more time, and I think that's why now it's going to be rolled out over 2012 rather than implemented straight off the bat in 2012. But there are teams that will hurt. It's, It's a lot of money up front. And what was initially going to be a $250,000 car is actually going to cost more when you factor in the engine and things like that. Yeah, it, it is a huge impost because teams that are on the racetrack now, Nev, have already got all the parts. But no matter what you do, if you change models or change cars, you're spending money. Well, that's the thing. It costs money to change over, no doubt about it. It's putting the business hat on. And if you're a team owner and you're making 
a certain amount of money a year, whether it's sponsorship and owning a team, because obviously the team owners get money from owning V8 Supercars, the business, right? So, yeah, you get a certain amount of income. Some of those teams are on the ragged edge as it is in regards to finances. Sure, it's going to cost more. So if you're a team owner and you're surviving, you don't want change. You don't want change to cost you more money. And I can under, I can get that, but also get the other side that the sport's got to look to the future. Changes do need to happen. And this is a way the sport wants to move forward. And and and, and it's, it's changing the direction slightly because, you know, they're talking about other manufacturers and we've all know about this, right? So... Looking on the standing back from being a business owner or owning a V8 supercar team, I still think this is a good thing for the sport. It's something that needed to happen. Um, it probably should have happened five years ago, but stuff moves slowly in business land, if you know what I mean. Well, we need to take. Oh, sorry, bro. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I just hope they don't sort of get too far down the line and then when they've thrown a whole lot of money at it, say, oh, hang on, this is actually too hard and we're not going to proceed with it. If they are going to look genuinely at it, they should keep going with it rather than just cutting it off and at the start when they've thrown a whole lot of money into it. Mm, it is interesting times ahead for the car of the future. We're at Bathurst here on the V8 Insiders. We'll be back with plenty more right after this break. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Craig Lance from Team Vodafone, and you're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders, here with Big Pond Sport and V8X stars, Neville Wilkerson and Brian Gunther. And guys, uh, here at Bathurst, and uh, of course, it's the second round of the Grand Slam, and there's only one man who has got the uh, chance of taking that mother... $2 million. You still reckon he's got a chance? I mean, I'm not saying Garth can't win this race. He can win all the, he can win the other races, but boy, it's a big ass to win the four in these four rounds. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's probably why they're offering $2 million. <laughs> but do you think Garth's going to be able to win Bathurst, Gold Coast, and Sydney? On the form that HRT have this year? Absolutely not. (laughs) Okay, so let's be realistic. You might, you know, I'm not too sure. And this is nothing against Garth, right? But he's up up with some pretty stiff competition. And if you look at Team Vodafone's Phillip Island record, (laughs) Garth's got it all up against him. Yes, and uh, Brian, it, it, it does make for some conversation, but... After this weekend, if Garth Tender doesn't win it, that's the end of the Grand Slam talk for 2010. Yeah, that's right. It all sort of dies in the ass, doesn't it? <laughs> Until next year when we get to Clipsal. So, yeah, I think it's just purely serving a, a PR purpose and, and good on V8 Supercars for generating a bit more interest. It was really nice to see, though, that Garth said he will donate, well, not donate, but share some of his money with Cam McConville, who's his endurance driver, <laughs> if he actually does win the next three ra- well, the next three races that are eligible for the Grand Slam. Well, maybe, maybe you should, maybe, maybe Garth should donate some to uh, Jamie Wincup 
in Craig Lowndes as well. Because <laughs> they might say, yeah, oh, we can win it, because they can't win it. So he goes, oh, a lazy 200 pounds. I don't think they're going to give up that first. <laughs> and that's probably the reason why Tony thinks his money's extremely safe. No one's giving up Bathurst, as James Courtney was rightly saying that uh, everyone just puts that championship aside for one weekend every year. Oh, exactly. And, and Jamie also said it as well as James. You know, the sponsors want to see you win it. The fans want to see you win it. The team owner wants to see you win it. It is more important than a championship. I'm sorry, but, you know, when at the end of the year, the, the say, for example, the Holden guys win and then the Holden fans go, oh, we won the championship. And if it was Ford that won Bathurst, they always come back and say, yeah, but who won Bathurst? Like, it's only about Bathurst. That's what really matters. Championships are important, but it is a winning Bathurst. That is what every single driver wants. And it's a critical thing too, Bathurst, because what it means in the championship. And, and one, of the, one of the interesting things I was thinking of as I was driving up to Bathurst today, driving to Bathurst today on Thursday, and I realised I've already missed two days of activities here at the track. And then I thought, gee, this is almost a week. You go to something like the Indy 500 and you've got three more weeks of it for, a, for the, that race. But for us five, six days of V8 supercar, five days of build-up, one day of race. That is why it is so unique. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, we're not America. I mean, the build-up to Daytona 500 is it's pretty weeks. long too, right? Um, and, and, and a point there is maybe we should make Bathurst the first round of the year because then a person who wins Bathurst can have that kudos through the whole year before they announce a champion. So, but anyway, that's just my two bobs worth. But you want yeah. a summer series? No, no, I can no. well, I could do a summer series too. But that, that would I wouldn't mind that too. But that's another that's another subject. But in regards to Australia, is in America, so we you know six seven days in a lead up to to an event is a pretty long lead up. And I'm not talking about the PR before then. I'm talking about things going on. I don't think even the Australian Grand Prix pre as that many days so you know it's it's that's it's big by our standards it, it is and the, the, and people go oh yeah but the wednesday was the first of the activities and thursday's the first of the on track but that is a critical thing isn't it Briar? that the cars have to get here by tuesday to get unloaded and and the the garage is starting to be filled up that's right. Well, they have a, a transporter parade. I think it was. it's on the Tuesday. So they, obviously they have to be in Bathurst by then. That's a really big event. Then they also had an autograph session yesterday, and we were quoted 4,500 people turned out for that. That's a massive number for a Wednesday. It, it's just huge in here in Bathurst. The, the atmosphere is amazing. It's really incredible. Mm. Well, practice today, and we've seen Jamie Wincup and Steve Owen both doing very good jobs in their qualifying in their practice runs, with uh, Owen in the co-driver session coming in third, and of course Jamie fastest overall today, they are certainly looking like uh, the team to uh, pick, Nev. Well, I think the whole Vodafone outfit's going to be pretty strong, um, and, and Philip Island showed that well, Jamie pulled out from a mechanical issue, <laughs> I guess he was there to pick up the pieces, so um, yeah, I, it's only like, and, and it's only Thursday, yeah. right? So you know, more there's more to happen. There's Friday, there's Saturday. There's a lot can go down before even the start of the race. So yeah, we're all like, yeah, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Brian, 
They are the team to beat. They really are. But as Ness said, anything can happen. There are so many strong contenders. Like, you've got Garth and Cam. I know you said that, you know, HRT aren't doing this that well this year, but they always pull things out at the mountain. Murph, he's another one. Uh, there's just so many that I could mention that are going to go really well. <laughs> well, Courtney and Warren Luff, and in, I, I can announce now we will be doing a night before the 1000 show, and we're going to talk about divorces a little bit more on that show because uh, certainly the co-driver or the main pairing split was a feature of uh, a lot of conversation this weekend. But uh, Courtney and Warren Luff were also very good, and uh, they finished 0.2, or just under 0.2 of a second, in the Thursday Grand Prix. Right? You don't... Uh, well, yeah, oh, sorry. I, I, I could see Courtney and Wincup were really going for it with their lap times, mm. but the funny thing is... You've got to remember, they're still three tenths behind Murphy's lap of the gods. So there's still a long that's way to close. go. That's, that's close. Like Three tenths is a long time yeah. in motorsport. It's that's still like, possible. But as I was saying, they've got a camshaft now that doesn't get them down Conrad Strait, right? Yeah, well, that's right. They're saying this controlled camshaft is going to knock some horsepower off up here at the mountain. But, hey, well, so anything's possible. Doing, it's motor racing. They're only doing 298 kilometres an hour instead of 300. <laughs> well, that, and they're saying that's going to be the difference because uh, Wing Cup after Sector 2, was actually under Murphy's time. Yeah, well, like in the press conference, everyone's saying to Jamie, Jamie, can you do it? Can you beat that time? And he's sort of going, nah, I won't be able to do it. It's going to be impossible. And yet he had this smile on his face. You could see he was confident. He's thinking, you know what? I actually maybe could beat it this weekend. And I'm not saying he's going to. Three tenths, isn't it? If If anyone's going to do it, it's Jamie. But if you're on it... And three tenths is an eternity in motorsport. You pay hundred thousand dollars just to get three one hundredths, not three tenths. You've got three tenths. It's a miracle. Okay, now in fourth, I thought they were very quiet all day, and most of us here would not be remiss if we didn't say we're waiting for the the shoe to fall and the screw up to happen. But it was Frosty Winterbottom. He uh, was another of the drivers in the two o sevens, of which there was only five today. What day are we going to see the FBR screw up, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, going on form, as in tradition, it was yes. Sunday the last few years, so there's your answer, I guess. Uh, look, I, I don't want to see them think, stuff up again. No, but I think, well, I don't think they're going to stuff up. I think they've, uh, like, Phillip Island, they did not stuff up. No. Their strategy was bloody brilliant, and I reckon it's one of the best strategies of the day, because they weren't in there, to bang, suddenly they were there. Yeah. Like, whoa! You know, they, but uh, those strategies can also make you come undone. Okay, right, because if the strategy didn't work, then we'd pan them and say, yeah, they're, they're, what are they doing? But I uh, just, look, I think FPR have been to the track enough times for uh, Bathurst that they're... I, I don't think they're going to stuff up. Um, I think the issue is... Who's got the best fuel economy? Because mm. we know it's all down to how many pit stops. If you can eliminate one pit stop from your thing, that's a lot of time saved on the track. Um, and uh, I don't know. If and not losing something with your co-driver is critical too. Yeah. Well, if you can get someone to double stint and save your fuel, that's, that'll be a critical key in the run. Well, and this is the thing why you need the top-line co-drivers because sometimes it's the co-drivers doing the double stint because because mm. it, it with safety cars or however things works out, it's like just staying in the car. <laughs> it's going to work better if you stay in the car. So uh, okay, you know. So you need a good top-line um, co-driver. And uh, of course, rounding out the five cars in the top five, Jason Bright and uh, Brian. Brighty's been talking up this weekend. 
Yeah, he reckons it's like the best shot he's had in ages. So it'd be good to see that orange Commodore, trading post Commodore, right up the front come 5pm on, on Sunday. It'd be great to see him. I mean, come on, how many times has it been so close? Like we were talking about it earlier today, the 2007 one, where, you know, he almost had it and it just... It just left him. So, you know, hey, it'd be great to see him, him up there this year. Brian, he knows how to party too. <laughs> <laughs> he, knows how to, he knows how to celebrate. Allegedly, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He always likes to celebrate his wins, Brody. Tanda Dumbrell, Davison, Ingle and Bargs in the top ten. We're hoping that Seaton can find some of that mountain form that he's renowned for. Guys, Rod Salmon hasn't cut the mustard and he is out at uh, Greg Murphy Racing. Uh, a call, I think, was made by the stewards, not by Greg Murphy Racing. So that is one change. And it's good to see that they're not just allowing people to uh, trundle around, if you like. No disrespect to Rod. Well... They are one of the wild card entries, and and I think you'd, you'd have to be pretty naive not to think that the officials are keeping an eye on the wild countries to see if they're up to speed, because if they weren't, you know, these cars get around at a fairly decent pace, and um, if these guys just, you know, can't, can't, can't cut the mustard, mm-hmm. right? It, it could be slightly dangerous out there. I mean, this driver's talking about even with some of the co-drivers in the top cars, how hard they're going to be able to pass or lap cars, right? Because some of the top drivers are saying, well, there's a bit of inexperience, but they're in good cars. Mm-hmm. So it's actually going to be, whoa, you know, you, people are saying that there's, there's going to be a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of safety cars on Sunday. It could happen. It could indeed. Uh, we need to come back after the break, the white flag lap and gas and go. This is the V8 Insiders. Find out more about your favourite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the White Flag Lap. We had hoped to speak to Randy Corners, but that man is just so busy. I have had to ask Brian Gunther. He is indeed. Uh, I've had to ask Brian Gunther and Neville Wilkinson to uh, rejoin me for... Uh, yeah, he's working hard and he's got the new TV contract and all. <laughs> Gas and Go is brought to you by V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine on sale now with Lee Holsworth on the cover. And I know, Nev, you're going to print very soon with a bumper. Ten years and one. Special edition of Bathurst. Ten years and one. Uh, well, it'll be bumper because we've got good features in there. But, yeah, it's, uh, the next issue's out in about two and a half weeks. All right. And uh, Briar will be working hard getting all the news that, you know, I can't even find, so we can't put it on this show. <laughs> Guys, gas and go. Three minutes, five questions. When will the giggles and jokes end this weekend? It was very jovial at the press conference. It sure was. I think it's because they're just so happy to be here. They finally hit Bathurst. It's like, woohoo! And as you said, there's heaps of jokes and stuff going on. But Mark Scaife was quite serious. Scaife was probably the most serious out of all of them. But um, oh, I think tomorrow when you know qualifying starts, that's when they're really going to knuckle down and go, oh, crap, here we go. You know, this is serious now. The love, the love fest is over then, Nev. Yeah, well, you know, to answer the question, it's only Thursday. 
the, you know, the, the sheep stations kick in tomorrow. Yes. 30 years since the rock for DJR. What's your summation of that 30 years? Uh, I know he drags out the rock nearly every year, doesn't he? <laughs> um, yeah, 30 years, you know. Oh, great. Let's celebrate something that, you know, okay, it made Dick Johnson, but he'd been around before that. But it made Dick, well, it helped make Dick Johnson. Um, but yeah, I was, I was watching it on telly. I remember, I, you know, it was, it was an amazing time. Um, and it's just, it's just one of the legends of Bathurst. That's what makes this race so great. Brian, you're very young. Do you, you're even alive when Dick Johnson hit the rock. Hey, um, no. <laughs> I, but I write for Motorsport Legends as another plug. So I actually wrote a feature on Dick and the Rock. But it's not even just a story about Bathurst or one of the great stories about Bathurst. It's a, it's a great Australian story all round. I mean, it's about a, a battler, you know, that was down on his knees and everyone helped him get back up and look where he is now. So that's... He's got the, the leading team in the championship. After that, he came back and won. Exactly. Yeah. And he's got the lead team in the championship 30 right, yeah. late years later. Yeah, that, and that's that's a bit of a key, you know. Talking about buying and selling teams, I know this is the uh, five questions in 30 seconds, yeah. but <laughs> when you can own a part of Dick Johnson history, which is the new the, the new owner, Nathan, supposedly, yeah. right, that's pretty big thing too. Okay, drivers are talking about the divorce. Uh, what's been your view on the divorce of the main game drivers, bruh? I have to follow the V8 line and say I, I do think it is going to be a good idea. I think we will see a lot more cars on that lead lap in contention come at the end of Sunday. It's, it is going to be a ripper of a race, that I can assure you. Yeah, I've been for it, Nev. You're nodding your head. Yeah, I love it. I think it's great. Bring it on. We love not knowing who's going to win, don't we? If we knew who was going to win, we'd all turn off, kind of, nearly, maybe. But, but we, love, we love that, whoa, what's going to happen, you know? And uh, Aaron McGill is celebrating his 40th consecutive Fujitsu start. Aaron who? It is a bit like that with the Fujitsu series, Nev. Well, yeah. Uh, first of all, it's... Well, I'm not putting down the Fujitsu shoes because they're great people, but but yeah, it's like we all we all concentrate on the main game. And our girl forty starts, yeah, woohoo! <laughs> he is an unknown warrior. Yeah, absolutely. I'd just like to say congratulations, Aaron, and well done. But um, yeah, it's a bit unfortunate that V8s overshadow the uh, the main game overshadows the Fujitsu series, but unfortunately, that's just how it is. Mm. But this is but the, and let's face it, a lot of the stars come through Fujitsu. So, I mean, I'd like to see... They haven't taken 40 races, though. No, That's but I'd like, to see, I'd like to see a few of them to do, to do 40. So, I mean, actually, actually, Aaron being there for 40 races, that's a heck of a lot of time. I mean, it's a bit of a stalwart, actually, when yeah, it comes, right. to, comes to it. And, um, but you need those people, mm-hmm. you know, to be out there racing. If you, the Fujitsu Series wouldn't be what it is if it didn't have people like Aaron. Yeah, the, uh, Steve Owen, James Moffat and Paul Morris are all doing double duties this weekend. Will it help them, Nev? Well, Paul's doing triple duties with yeah, the Utes as well. Uh, I don't think it's going to hurt someone like Paul. He's done so many laps around here. He almost knows it by the back of his hand. I mean, Paul's having fun. <laughs> um, yeah, will it hurt? No, I don't think it will hurt. 
that's right. It could, it could hurt from a fatigue point of view, where if they are just doing you know that many laps, it could be a bit too much over both Fujitsu and V8. But it's also got to be a good thing from an, um, an experience point of view, just being there, you know, doing laps. And in the lead up to Sunday, that, that's just got to count for heaps. Well, it's going to count for heaps. I am sure that I had Neville Wilkinson and Briar Gunther on the show in our Bathurst preview. It's great to have you both on board. And we really had a lot of fun in the uh, telephone boxes. And this was not like Doctor Who's because it was quite small once you got through the door. <laughs> Guys, thanks very much for your time. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Craig. That is V8 Insiders for another week as the checker flag waves over this edition. Keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.